WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Senator Gary Peters has introduced legislation intended to strengthen the nation's workforce in artificial intelligence, cybersecurity, and other technologies. His AI and Critical Technology Workforce Framework Act would direct the National Institute of Standards and Technology to develop a workforce framework that defines AI and helps develop emerging technology jobs. Speaking at a Senate hearing this week, Peters said, just like the Industrial Revolution made lives better while creating new challenges, the AI revolution will do the same. AI will affect physical work, but unlike other technologies, it is more directly tied to our intellectual and cultural capacities. It has already introduced new ways to ask and answer questions, synthesize information, conduct research, and even make art. These qualities, the ability to understand ideas and create culture, are the very foundation of our humanity. We must work to preserve them as they become become influenced by artificial tools. Peters said it's important to have federal policies in place to protect individual liberties from AI before the technology further advances. His bill would also instruct the NIST to report to Congress and other emerging technology areas that could benefit from workforce frameworks and require input from industry, academia, and government agencies. Michigan Works is offering everyone a free one-week certification to help workers kickstart a career in manufacturing. It says Certified Manufacturing Associate Credential is a nationally recognized certificate that provides a foundation in the industry. It takes uh, 25 hours to complete, and those who enroll can receive the credential in one week by using the computer lab at Michigan Works in Benton Harbor for five hours a day. The program is intended to give someone an understanding of the basics of manufacturing so they have a leg up when entering a manufacturing job. To be eligible for the certification, one must be 18 or older, have a high school diploma or GED, and have identification. They'll also need their last two paycheck stubs if employed. The training will occur every week until June. We'll have a link to more information for signing up at our website. Lincoln Township has approved the purchase of 14.2 acres of property along Hickory Creek to be used as part of a trail. Supervisor Dick Stauffer tells us the Board of Trustees this week approved the purchase from Greg Fenner of Fenner Homes for $100.00. The land is basically a donation. It was land that was in a brownfield. We had it in a brownfield, and we purchased it with brownfield funds. And the idea of getting part of the vision for a trail along Hickory Creek, extending all the way from the village all the way in some far-off distant year to the city of St. Joe. Stauffer says there are no immediate plans to begin the trail work, but it's something that's been in the township master plan for some time. The property is located on the north side of Glen Lord at Fox Woods Road. Fenner approached the township about the sale. Paperwork will now be processed to complete it. Set for February 22nd is the 2024 Cloverleaf Spelling Competition at Lake Michigan College. Hosted by RESA, the event will feature 45 spellers from throughout Barry and Cass and Van Buren counties. Risa's Tonya Snyder tells us this event will send the winners on to a higher level of spelling bee. That's the exciting part is we are a regional spelling bee, and from this bee, they head on to the national slash international level, which happens in Washington, D.C. That's the Scripps National Spelling Bee in the early summer. Snyder says each participating school will send their top three spellers for the RESA event. It's always impressive to see their skills in action. For some of them, it's the first time they're on a stage and people are watching them and and they're having to do something that is not commonly asked of people and to properly spell something without a piece of paper and a pen in their hand or a computer or screen in front of them. It's an old school spelling bee with the kids on the stage at the Mendel Center standing in front of a microphone. Snyder says the event is open to the public, but be sure to stay quiet. 
It'll start at 8.30 a.m. on the 22nd and continue until the winners are selected. A body has been found along the Lake Michigan shore in Allegan County. The Allegan County Sheriff's Department says it was spotted on the beach by a homeowner near the 22,000 block of Lakeshore Drive in Ganges Township about 8.20 a.m. today. Sheriff's deputies arrived to find the deceased man who was wearing nothing but a pair of size 12 brown leather Converse All-Star shoes. They say the body appears to have been in the water for some time prior to washing up overnight, and for that reason it couldn't be identified. The Allegan County Sheriff's Department's investigating the death as suspicious, although there were no clear signs of foul play. It's awaiting results from the medical examiner's office for cause of death and identification. Michigan's small business owners are losing optimism. According to a new survey from the Small Business Association of Michigan, only 50% of small business owners feel optimistic about the next six months. That's down 7% from last year. President and CEO Brian Kelly says inflation remains a top concern. The rate of inflation may have come down, but the cost pressures of the last two years, those are still very, very present inside businesses. Kelly says the long-term optimism does remain high, though. 66% of Michigan small business owners feel confident about their chances beyond six months. New legislation in Michigan will require education on organ donation for ninth graders in the state's public schools. The one hour of instruction would teach students about organ, eye, and tissue donation, plus the donor registry. Patrick Wells O'Brien with Gift of Life Michigan says this legislation will be life-saving. This legislation is vital for the 2,400 Michiganders right now waiting for a life-saving organ. For them... There is often no other remedy, no other therapeutic solution. Wells O'Brien says just 21% of new drivers register as organ donors. And 97.5 Y-Country will kick off its 2024 Y-Country Cares St. Jude Radiothon tomorrow. Each year, the Y-Country crew broadcasts all day long during the Radiothon to raise money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Y-Country's Paul Landecker tells us that St. Jude gives free treatment to kids who are fighting cancer. Parents never get a bill from St. Jude, and this is just one of the many fundraisers across the country on radio stations just like ours that make it possible. Landecker says Y-Country's been doing this for 28 years now, having raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, all thanks to the generosity of listeners. Last year, they raised more than 42000 Many of us have been to the hospital, actually seen the miracles they work firsthand. And though the hospital may be in Memphis, that hospital shares their protocols with hospitals all across the world. Why Country will be broadcasting all day tomorrow and uh, Friday to raise money for St. Jude. In particular, they're looking for partners in hope, those who will pledge $19 a month for St. Jude. However, all donations are appreciated. You can donate by calling in or you can donate online. We'll have a link at our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues. In a press conference today, House Speaker Mike Johnson renewed his promise not to bring a Senate bill with funding for Ukraine and Israel to a vote in his chamber. More of maybe he's Jay O'Brien. Ukraine and Israel funding passed the Senate this week with bipartisan support. 22 Republicans backed it. But Speaker Mike Johnson said he's not bringing it up for a vote in the House. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. House Republicans made a similar call to link border security to funding for Ukraine months ago. That started bipartisan negotiations in the Senate, the product of which Johnson ultimately rejected. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, Washington. 
Ukraine's military says it sank a Russian landing ship in the Black Sea using naval drones. A report has not been confirmed by Russian forces. Ukraine's general staff says a large landing ship sank near Alupka, a city on the Crimean Peninsula that Moscow annexed in 2014. Ukraine's military intelligence, known as GUR, says its Special Operations Unit Group 13 sank the ship using uh, sea drones today. The Russian military did not immediately comment on the claim, saying it only that it downed six Ukrainian drones over the Black Sea overnight. The White House is criticizing the House Speaker for blocking the Senate Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan funding bill. House Speaker Mike Johnson is not moving forward on the bill because it does not contain border security measures, despite his rejection of a Senate border security measure. The White House is rejecting calls by Johnson for a meeting with President Biden. Morph maybe sees Karen Travers. House Speaker Mike Johnson wants a one-on-one meeting with President Biden to find a way forward to give aid to Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan and address border security. But the White House made it clear Wednesday the president has no interest in having that conversation as Johnson holds up the Senate-passed bipartisan bill and demands the same kind of border deal he killed just last week. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. What is there to negotiate? Really, truly, what is the one-on-one negotiation about when he's been presented with exactly what he asked for. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Israeli Defense Forces say they believe Hamas is operating out of Nasser Hospital in Khan Yunus. That comes as more than a million civilians in Rafah make their way north ahead of Israel's expected ground offensive there. The IDF says they've hit Hezbollah targets inside Lebanon as well. ABC's Marcus Moore is more from Tel Aviv. Israeli Defense Forces have been in constant battle with members of Hezbollah in Lebanon, and today has been one of the the more active days. There have been strikes on both sides of of the border with casualties, not not only among those who are fighting uh, the soldiers, but also civilian casualties. And according to uh, Lebanese officials, in one of those attacks, as many as four civilians may have been killed. And so uh, it is certainly giving you a sense that not only is there a lot happening in Gaza, but we are watching the situation, a volatile situation unfold in other parts of the region. A Georgia judge is scheduled a hearing on a motion to bar Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis from continuing to pursue her election interference case against former President Donald Trump and others. The hearing slated for Thursday. A defense attorney in the case argued in a court filing last month a romantic relationship between Willis and the special prosecutor Nathan Wade disqualifies them both. The filing says Willis personally benefited from the prosecution when Wade paid for vacations for the pair, creating a conflict of interest. Willis has acknowledged the relationship, but has said it has no bearing on the serious criminal charges against Trump and others. The leaders of the House Intelligence Committee are alerting colleagues about what they consider an urgent matter, and Republican chairman of the panel is now calling on President Biden to declassify it. More from ABC's Stephen Portnoy. Sources say the urgent matter warned about by the bipartisan leadership of the House Intelligence Committee involves a Russian effort to put a nuclear weapon into outer space. One source calls it very concerning and very sensitive. House Speaker Mike Johnson tells reporters he wrote the president about this matter last month. I want to assure the American people there is no need for public alarm. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is due on Capitol Hill to brief House leaders tomorrow. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. There's been gunfire at the Kansas City Chiefs victory rally in Kansas City. Police say several people were struck after a celebration ended and two armed people have been detained. More from ABC's Alex Perez. Parade started about two miles from here and the route worked its way to this location where it ended, right outside Union Station. And there had been people gathering here since very early this morning before the sun came up, sort of staking out their spots. And uh, the event had just ended. The rally had just ended. So people were already sort of milling around and beginning to go about their way when those gunshots were heard. 
The Kansas City Fire Department is reporting as many as 10 people were injured in the shootings. And a hearing was held in Michigan today for several charges in a fake elector scheme going back to the 2020 presidential election. More from ABC's Derek Dennis. Fifteen Republican electors in Michigan are accused of participating in a fake elector plot after the 2020 presidential election. At a preliminary hearing, one former elector, 77-year-old James Renner, testified he didn't know how the electoral process worked and never intended to make a false public record. Charges against Renner were dropped last year in exchange for his cooperation and testimony on behalf of the prosecution. Fake electors in Michigan and six other battleground states since certificates to Congress falsely declaring former President Trump the winner of the election in their state despite confirmed results showing he had lost. Derek Dennis, ABC News.